0: Previously on Funny Science Fiction. (laughs) But wait, there's more. And if you order right now, not only will you get these 75 great hits.
1: Flashback to waking up to
2: my TV still being on.
0: Yes. Right. (laughs) exactly. Three o'clock in the morning.
2: Hi, this is Jennifer Hale and you're listening to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast.
0: The podcast that helps you relax as much as Anakin Skywalker on a sand dune. All right, so our guest today is the voice of many characters that you have come to know and love over the years. She's lent her vocal talents to such characters as Jean Grey of the X-Men, Ayla Sakura of Star Wars, Cinderella of, you know, Cinderella, uh, Carol Danvers or Captain Marvel of Marvel's Avengers, and Ash from Overwatch. I could keep going. Literally, there's like 475 listings in IMDb under the name of Jennifer Hale. So we are so proud to welcome Jennifer Hale to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Welcome, Jennifer.
2: Thank you, Tim. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to be here with you guys.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm glad we were able to make this work out um, because I wanted to talk to you for a while. Uh, I'm a big fan of of a lot of the things that you do. I'm also a big fan of, of uh, voice actors and your guys' ability to do things. And so whenever I have an opportunity to bring a voice actor on to Funny Science Fiction podcast, I love to do it because you guys have some really cool stories too. So anyway, um, now for anyone who has ever watched or, or listened to our show, it's a not a very well-hidden fact that I am a Star Wars fan. It's actually pretty thinly veiled. Um, there was a veil? there was no, there wasn't, there wasn't a veil. There was no veil. <laughs> it was pretty much right out there in the open and all behind sure me on the walls. Just, like and... threw into people's faces. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's where we're going with this. Okay. So uh <laughs> one of the reasons I was so excited and want to be able to talk to you is that I, you know, I looking through your credits, I saw you had, Listings for a variety of uh, older Star Wars video games, uh, like Knights of the Old Republic one and two, which I used to play and I love those games. I still own them. Um, There's of course now the 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 newer version, the Old Republic uh, game. You've been a part of that, but you've also been in Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance. You've done the voice of Aila Secura in the Rise of Skywalker. There's Lego Star Wars, and again, I could keep going on and on. (laughs) So one of the questions I always like to ask people who are involved with Star Wars projects, because I am a Star Wars nerd, and I like to know, were you a Star Wars fan before working in that universe? And if so, what got your interest into Star Wars?
2: I was, I wasn't like a, a highly educated Star Wars fan, but I was a huge fan of just what it felt like to watch the movies. I'm a fan of the sort of uber nerd side of it, the fact that Joseph Campbell sat down with George Lucas when he was writing Star Wars, and that he was part of that process. And the way I think one of the things that makes that legacy live so strong to this day is that it's based on a foundation of like solid storytelling that has gone on around the planet for millennia. And I think that's super cool about it. I'm like a deep nerd that way. Okay.
0: I can, I can get with that. So um, in playing in the, the characters that you have, have you, you know, throughout the, 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 Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Audition. That's the word I'm looking for through the audition process. My mind just went completely blank for like 30 seconds. there. just.
2: (laughs) It was only two and a half, but it felt like 30 seconds.
0: It always feels longer. (laughs) Uh, But during, during the audition process, were, did you have a, you know, a, like you know, you you ended up with Aila Sakura for you know on, on a couple of these projects? Did you ha- does that like the character that you auditioned for that you wanted, or was there a story behind how you got to the characters you got to?
2: With Ala Sakura, I actually was brought into Clone Wars um, to do that character, and I don't remember that there was an audition because at that time, Dave Filoni was you know was directing us, and he was I think heavily involved in casting or or Mm -hmm. whatever his involvement in casting is. I actually don't know, but he was heavily involved in crafting the characters with us once we got in the booth. And I remember being there and you know, we had a great conversation about what did she sound like? Where did she live? And I threw out some options and samples and he went that one. And then, um, Rayo Chuchi came out of that same, um, bit of work with with dave on the clone war series and she landed in this in this kind of aussie new zealandish give or take maybe british kind of pool of mix-a-lot which i love using those kind of dialects in sci-fi because they're from different planets they're not from the uk or uh you know australia they're from different places so i like doing a mashup that being said when you go back a couple years later to pick something up or reprise something or whatever it's kind of a nightmare (laughs) what did i do oh no (laughs) i really messed myself over on this one you know (laughs) now i have to repeat it okay you know yeah
0: you know, I, what, you just brought up something that I always thought was kind of interesting, especially in sci-fi, was the use of the British accent, uh, you know, across sci-fi and how that's kind of become the, you know, the accepted.
1: A lot of planets uh, have
2: a north. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: true. a
2: lot of planets have imperialism, colonialism.
0: <laughs> right. You know, so the old saying that, you know, the sun never set on the British Empire, I didn't realize that that extended out to other planets as well. But <laughs> Multiple suns. So, multiple suns their especially influence
2: is vast deep and important
0: especially with Tatooine. all right excellent
2: so
1: i was looking through your imdb and realizing that it would honestly be easier to start listing the places i haven't heard your voice because um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly i was looking at it and i'm like her voice is almost a daily occurrence in our house my daughter loves the lego star wars we oh. love cinderella we love wreck it ralph and i'm like she was in that, she was in that, she was in that. Seriously, your voice is in our house almost every day, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. I oh, love that and I'm
2: sorry. Oh, it's, no, it's totally great. <laughs> oh, that's a awesome.
1: Little, until I looked at pictures again, was that you did a one-shot with Critical Role. I did. I mm-hmm. had totally forgotten about that one-shot episode. I am a critter. Um, oh, awesome. I honestly dream interview, which we talked to Laura Bailey, because like our kids oh, are about this age.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like,
1: her son's a few months older than my daughter. Oh, wow. I have, um, the critical role, Laura Bailey's bag of holding her dice bag because I love it, but it's so cool. I'm like, Oh, she's involved with all of those nerdy voice actors. Cause yeah, they're just, they seem like such a cool group of people.
2: They are a cool group of people and critical role happen because they're a cool group of people who love to hang out and do what they love. And because they're smart Mm-hmm. And they all have smarts in different aspects. Travis in particular loves business and the way business works. And he has a super business oriented perspective as they all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've made choices to take back their IP as artists and run it themselves. And so it's run from the heart, not from the wallet. And it's which it's is really, so really powerful. cool.
1: Yeah. And then going from playing in their friend's living room or their friend's basement to then having their own studio to now having their Amazon show. Yeah. Showing that us little independent creators, we can do it. We have somebody to look up to. It it there, we can do this.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And the Guinness record for the, the biggest Kickstarter.
1: Yes. History. And yeah. it was yeah. super fast too. Yep. Like
2: it was way I remember fast.
1: the 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 announcement of the Kickstarter and then the announcement of the we surpassed our goal. And I'm like, that was like 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. Yep. But I wondered about your role in rpgs is that was that a one-time thing for you or have you played other tabletop games
2: i've done a few like we did one for the mass effect legendary um announcements and um we did like i've done them here and there i'm i'm not that great at it (laughs) i love it but i haven't done it enough to get really good at it um i love doing it though i love hanging out with with my friends and doing that kind of thing yeah
1: I think that's the best though, is when you're not really super great at it and you're playing it for the fun of it, not for the rules.
2: Yeah. It's like karaoke for real. Like karaoke for real is embarrassing and not very good. And that's me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cause I've, I've played with rules lawyers and it's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun to, to play with people who are like, no, that's not how it works in the book. It's like, I don't care how it works in the book. That's how it works in the story.
2: Yeah. I, I remember when I was doing that one shot, um, Let's see, Liam was next to me, and Mercer was, again, one over to my left, and Laura was kind of across from me, and and so was Travis. And we were doing something, and I got all excited, and I got all enthusiastic, and I started in my responses to begin to craft the the plot line. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, oh, no, you, you're not supposed to, that's, that's Matt, Matt's job, that's, that's Mercer, Mercer does that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, And and Travis looks at me, he leans back in his chair, and he goes, we've all done it.
1: <laughs> like okay,
2: yeah it's true though
1: but i have um my husband is the the gm for our group and my character is actually a gnome barbarian uh-huh. which everybody's like but gnomes are little and not strong i'm like have you ever tried to fight a toddler <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's an ode to your child
1: it is it is my character is my three-year-old with a warhammer
2: oh and we all want to see that movie oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And the number of times that we've been playing and it'll be my turn and i'll i'll go to do something and my husband's like so do you want to show us how you're doing that do you want to explain that and i will hand my daughter mjolnir with the go hit daddy in kneecaps like <laughs> i mean it's a big plastic one it's not actually gonna hurt him but the i'm like this is what i mean three foot tall character at a shoulder swing
2: yeah yeah
1: him.
0: I'm, I'm willing to loan my all wooden right there <laughs>
1: We actually want to hurt him
0: <laughs> today oh, well today, well,
1: right now he did bring me a burger tonight i don't think i want to hurt him yet
0: <laughs> well not today but there, there will be times oh, i'm sure there will be times give it time i've known you guys long enough there will be times
2: <laughs> we're human there will be times
0: exactly you're married there will be times
1: <laughs> my husband and i are practically the same person there will definitely be times
0: <laughs> that, actually that statement's more accurate than what she wants to let on but yeah. oh
1: yeah so true so true. When he told his friends that he, he found a girl and they're like, you know what? <laughs> you <know> what? <laughs> yeah. And then his mom's like, oh yeah, and she's just like him.
2: There's two of him.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's then scary it at a time miniature
1: time. version of ourselves.
2: Oh, that's great. Who's going to kneecap you?
1: Yes. <laughs> 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 With a replica of Mjolnir. That's right. That's just how it works.
3: So Jennifer, with so much experience under your belt with voiceovers, what would be some advice that you would either like to give like to your younger self or someone Mm. just getting started into acting or voice acting?
2: Well, this is a tee up for my company, right? (laughs) You didn't even know that. (laughs) Um, Honest to God. For myself, I would say really clearly, like slow your roll, you're doing great. Please learn now to stop being hard on yourself. Just stop that habit. It's just a habit. Knock it off so you can enjoy yourself. Enjoy it more. That's what I would say. You're enough. Relax. Enjoy it more. I'd say that to my younger self. To somebody starting out to say, today, honest to God, there's a couple basics. Um, Seriously, I started a web. I partnered with a developer and with my sister, and we created this website where you can get, like, Ten minutes of coaching from somebody who's been doing this forever. It would be like if you're a ball player and and you wanted you wanted LeBron James or Bill Belichick to mentor you, but you didn't know how to get a hold of them. But then you had this place you could get a hold of them, and then you could just you you could pay them by the minute for whatever you could afford and ask their advice, and then come back after you did what they said and check in again. That's the website I built. It's with the voiceover like. Working actors, casting directors, voice directors, people who have been doing it forever, who you could normally not connect with in this way, you can get them one-on-one in little pockets you can afford. It's called Skills Hub. It's acting.skillshub.life. And I, I carry my binky mug with me everywhere I go. I don't know if you can see. Come on. Come on, camera. Oh, it's all it's going to cooperate. It's trying. It's trying. Come on. You got this. You got this. Oh, it doesn't want to cooperate. Anyway,
3: the lighting.
2: Yeah, there if we go. Come closer. Or... <laughs> when I need it, it doesn't perform. Um, so that... So go to our website. We got all kinds of stuff on there for everybody. Just check it out. It's really great. The other thing is D Baker made a beautiful site called I want to be in voice That's a killer yeah. source of information, but honestly make a plan and tackle it in baby steps. That's the thing I tell people all the time who are getting started on the site on skills hub is just book 10 minutes with somebody who knows, tell them what you want to do, see what they suggest for like your next three months, like what the little bits you might do every day or every week, and then do it and then check back in. Like we all mentor. I don't know. The one thing we're not getting back is time, right? Right. The one thing we will not get back in our mm-hmm. lives is time. And if I can go to somebody who will be a mentor to me and save me time, take my money. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> Absolutely. I can get
2: That again, I can't get my days back and my years back. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I can absolutely see benefit from that. Instead of sitting and spinning your wheels, not having a, a sure direction of where to go, because yeah. a lot of the people that I we've talked to uh, who started off in voice acting all talk about that. The, the very first little bit, they're not sure of where to go and what to do, and 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 many felt that they have uh, stumbled into the pockets of of voice acting that they've done, um, you know purely by accident, because they didn't know how to get there, but they got there. They're still not sure how they got there, but they did. Yeah. So to have the ability to be or have access to this wide array of mentors, I think is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We have 70 coaches now on the site. And we're I mean, in our goals to like, honestly, initially, we made it because Things have changed so that we audition by ourselves at home in the booth. And the feedback we get after an audition is this. (laughs) That's all we get back. (laughs) I'm like, am I on? And you could be incredible and not book the role because, you know, it's just a matter of like, do they want a Kiwi or a Tangelo? Oh, we needed a Tangelo this week. And you're, you know, you're a dragon fruit, like whatever it ends up being. Right. And it can be a little demoralizing, can be a little like, oh you can lose it your mojo a little bit in that process so initially we built it because i was like i just want 10 minutes with someone i trust to tell me if i'm on or off you know or oh i didn't know i've been shooting myself in the foot that way you know i've been putting my best stuff like warming up into it about 20 seconds into the audition and really nailing it at the end but they stopped listening after about 15 seconds oh sure you know, so it's just, that's why we initially built it. And then all these people showed up who were like, I want to know how to do this. I want it. So we've geared a lot, we've put a lot of things in place for people like that.
0: That's, that's a really cool resource. And, and we'll get some more information from you that about that towards the end of the show. So we can put some notes in, uh, sure. down in the, the bottom for everybody to be able to look that up. So I was on another show, uh, somebody else's show. I was, I was a, a guest on their show being interviewed about being a podcast host and, and the guests that we have here on Funny Science Fiction and our kind of our process and how we do things and all that kind of stuff. So when we were talking about our guests, the topic of naturally the topic of voice actors came up because they had noted how many voice actors we've talked to mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And of course I brought up that I'm a fan of voice actors, what you, you know, what you guys do and how you do it and all that stuff. Now, the voice, the, the host of that show, his name is Will. Uh, Will brought up uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael Buffer, who's not necessarily a voice actor per se, but he does use his voice to make a living. Hmm. And so, you know, and then we talked about his voice, his catchphrase, which I don't think I can say without getting sued. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave it at catchphrase. <laughs> because uh, Michael Buffer, Mr. Buffer, you're very nice, but I am broke. Anyway, um, but we also talked about the 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 strain that many voice artists go through with their voice, and especially if there's yelling or screaming sessions and trying to get different growls or things done and how that can affect uh, the voice. I, I realize I just built you this really big clock to tell you the time and ask you this one simple question. <laughs>
2: Sometimes so, the clock and how it's structured are really important. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a very nice bailout for me. Thank you.
2: Um <laughs> you'll bail.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate it. We'll keep you around. So it, the thought is here, uh, and Will was wondering this as well. So Buffer has a uh, insurance policy on his vocal cords.
2: Mm.
0: Do you as a voice artist insure your vocal cords? Have you thought of that? Why or why not?
2: I do. I did for a long time. Um, I, it turns out the only place that'll insure us, insure me anyway, that I could find was Lloyds of London, which is crazy. Um, and I paid for a policy every year until I think last year when I was like, okay, look, if the train crashes into the station, I have other resources. I have other backup. So I'll let that train, I'll let, the, I'll let that chunk of change a year go back to me. Sure. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. It was just one of those things that was, you know, um, where I knew the answer would be much shorter than the, the lead up in the question, but <laughs> shut up, Kathleen. Well, I mean, I uh,
1: think it's, it's a great I question say anything this
2: time it calls out stuff. That's honestly relevant to every single person, which is that whole what if planning thing, right? Right. Like right. if you've never like lost anybody unexpectedly or been through all that stuff, you likely have not planned for something crazy happening, which means like when I was younger, uh, someone very close to me, his um, dad, who I was also very close to, passed away unexpectedly, like really unexpectedly. And there were four kids and I watched them suffer so much because they didn't know what to do with like, I mean, anything from his washer and dryer to his actual physical self. They didn't know. And I'm like, right. hmm, I'm not, I'm not leaving that to anybody, not because I care what happens, but because I care that they're not feeling like that, that would mm-hmm. suck. So those kind of things, like We don't think about them but they save trouble for everybody else
0: too yeah okay yeah very good
1: so i know that we've had a couple of episodes where tim has been so excited because the voice actor was such a huge part of his childhood and i'm like and i mean it was it was cartoons before my time because tim's old (laughs) rude (laughs) and i realized i'm like wait this is the time where i get to be excited that the voice actor is the voice of my childhood Oh you're Ivy and Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego? And I love that show.
2: Oh my god, I'm so So, glad so much. Me too. Um, It is such a fun show. Yeah, it's a great show. So much fun. And then
1: realizing that you've been the the animated voice of Cinderella since the late nineties, which is also really, really cool.
2: Since ninety-five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: I was curious with with being the voice of Cinderella, how cool is it to be the voice of probably one of the most famous princesses of all time and also how stressful is that
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's actually really cool it's a big responsibility but i just i remember that audition i remember leaning over a tape recorder and nobody else was in the waiting room yet i just happened to come in between people and just playing that track over and over and over and over that they had out for us that little cassette rewind play rewind play because it was 1990 whatever it was five (laughs) And maybe it was 94. I don't remember. But um, and I learned it like a jingle because I was a jingle singer before I moved to L.A. And um, and then also I connected with her so much just emotionally, just like we just lined up beautifully. So I really feel very comfortable with Cinderella. I do. The another thing I do for Disney is I'm stunt Dory. When Ellen's not available, I fill in, and I'm I'm the Dory stuff, right? And um and so that I one is that. terrifying. Yeah, that was terrifying <laughs> and intimidating, and and oh my god, Cinderella is. Oh, I love her. It's Such an honor, you know, like it's such an honor.
1: That's like everybody's first princess, right? <laughs>
2: And then they go on to like the action princesses. But I have to say Cinderella three. I was a little bit high action in that. And I and, you know, the whole Wreck-It Ralph broken shoe like threat thing.
1: (laughs) I love the princess scene in Wreck-It Ralph, too. It's pretty great. i princess. pretty entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, I need to call for help.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I love that scene so much.
2: I'll just put on my own cape. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I laughed harder at that scene than my daughter did, which also is because she's three and a half and didn't understand all of the references yet. But yeah,
2: we did. When we did Cinderella 2, we had the red carpet and the screening, and you know, all the the Disney employees were invited to bring their families. So there were a lot of little ones there dressed up in various princessy type garb. And there was, I think, like a four year old girl in front of me. And I don't say anything when I'm there, I just show up and do my thing and but a couple times the handlers had come to get me and take me to do stuff and they had you know, mentioned what we were about to do so the mom overheard. So when I came back to sit down in my seat after she turned turned around and tapped her daughter to look at me and said that's her that's Cinderella and the daughter looked at me and looks at her mom like you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't dressed like cinderella i don't look you know i don't have blonde hair but she's like oh my god mom <laughs> it's just so
1: great, <laughs> that's, great.
0: that's fantastic and
1: little yeah. kids are so literal yeah yeah so yeah. literal but like yep. they it doesn't matter if you're like no this is the voice of no that doesn't
2: yeah and i no. don't care my kid didn't know what i did till he was seven and that was by accident <laughs> you know yeah i i never really talked about it much because <laughs> I was teaching him some business stuff at the, you know, I was, you know, teaching him some stuff about business and maintaining your life financially and all that at the time. That's the part I would include him in because look, if he's going to be an artist, he's going to be an artist. I need to empower that part of him that can also be his own patron (laughs) because the artist will come out whether you want it to or not, you know, Right. right. Yeah.
0: I also have to point out, though, that as soon as you speaking of things that are literal and children being literal, I'm 45. I'm still literal on a lot of things. So as soon as you said stunt Dory, my brain went, "How does how does Dory do stunts? She's <laughs> the jellyfish scene, obviously. That's, well, yeah, probably, but that's exactly where I'm, that's exactly where my brain went to was. How do they do stunts? And then she's like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, stunt Dory. She's just filling in for the voice. Okay, never mind. Shut up, Tim." <laughs>
1: I have a friend who thought that the animated bloopers at the end of movies were real for a very, very, very long time.
2: Oh, I want to live in that world. Oh, like that's so She was so great. like
1: 15 before she realized that they were fake. Sleepers. Oh.
0: Um. I get a guess.
1: <laughs> no, it's not even that one.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I know. she's gonna. And when she watches this, she's going to know I was talking about it. That's oh, even yeah, better. No, she's <laughs> gonna- <laughs> Hi.
2: <laughs> Kim has just been busted. Observe yeah, Tim.
0: Good. Exactly. <laughs> Tim will be in trouble the next time he sees her. It'll mm-hmm. be okay.
1: It's all right. You just put your hand out in you front of her. You enjoy the arms arms short, last few she moments
2: of you. peace.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> tries to hit you. You just hold her by the forehead. Her arms are too short. She can't reach you. It'll be safe.
0: Yeah, I'll
3: be fine.
1: <laughs> She'll start kicking, but that's a different story.
3: <laughs> so we all have that one special thing that we hold dear and close to our hearts. Was there a role or that you have done in your past that may not be well known that you still hold pretty close to your heart?
2: That's such a great question. Let me think. You know, honestly, this this just never stops being my favorite thing. Uh, The favorite thing for me is the sheer variety of stuff I've had the privilege to do, that I've been able to be everything from Cinderella to like Commander Shepard to Princess Morbucks. To, I mean, you know, what was that crazy show? The Chimp Channel, you know, to Carmen San Diego like all of it. It's just, that's my favorite thing. And also, like, the diversity between that and Rivet and Ratchet and Clank, like all mm-hmm. that variety that I can play in that way is the best
0: yeah it's easy to see if you look over your your list of of titles that you've been involved in you're certainly not typecast you're you're all over the place Thank you. which i think is awesome personally i, I may
2: always have on large boots of some sort i haven't checked that out for real but <laughs> that would be. <laughs> well, <I> think...
1: <laughs> no because cinderella doesn't wear large boots
2: that's true i may often have large boots on of some sort that's, yes
1: that's...
2: yes yeah mm-hmm. large, large, large boots are...
1: characters a lot of your characters are redheads too
2: I noticed that I noticed that <laughs> my fiery insides. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There was one of your roles I was looking at earlier that I'm like, who she was, she was what I can't find it now.
2: You'll find a few of those because I've honestly, I've outsourced my memory to IMDB people are like, did you do this? I'm like, I don't know. Let me look.
0: What does IMDB <laughs> <Great> say? <laughs>
2: exactly. and they're not, they're not all on there, but that's okay. Most of them are. So lower decks.
1: That you were Lieutenant Durga and
2: the dog.
0: Yes. <laughs> and the and the dog.
2: Yeah.
1: It just it, it the number of times that voice actors are the animals in things. Oh, yeah. and I'm like. Yeah.
2: That's so
1: cool. Like Alan Tudyk is hey hey the chicken in Moana, and I'm like, <laughs> oh
2: so great.
1: How? And then he's the toucan in Encanto. There were a couple other things where he's the he's the bird, and I'm like, does Disney just have him on speed dial with the we need a bird
2: honestly i mean there's so much to do in those productions it would not surprise me but a lot of the time we'll go in and we're, we're cast as you know this role and they'll hand us inc- what are called incidentals like two or you know a couple other roles to do as well and quite often okay. animal it's like hey, as
0: long as long as you're here give me a bark yeah i got pretty you. pretty
2: much like can you do a dog yep yeah. uh, i do this size dog i don't do a big dog i do like a 30 pound dog does that work okay <laughs> yeah perfect so cool, though. <laughs> yeah I, you know i mean i could do a 110 pound dog just like Rar! with that voice you know <laughs> which i used to have a cat like that i had a giant Maine coon blend that i got as a kitten at the shelter and and he was huge and he had uh his you know massive graceful powerful beautiful cat and his meow was Ear! <laughs> called him my mike tyson meow
1: oh i love it i love it i have a 12 pound tuxedo cat who has the girliest little squeaky meow oh, which oh. is funny because the black cat the girl has a more manly meow than he does and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: yep. yeah her. my little black cat who was kind of his well for a minute his bigger sister but she was older but never bigger after he was about six months old she was a tiny little thing maybe four pounds and she was a terrorist <laughs> she would meow and meow and meow to come into the bedroom at night. And I'm like, No, I can't sleep when you're here. No, no, no. And she would just meow, meow. Mm-hmm. Finally, when she stopped meowing, she'd slip her paw under the door just enough to grab hold of the door and just go doo, 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 with her paw, oh. slamming it back and forth because she knew it would keep you awake. <laughs> I had a cat who
1: would knock on the door. She would stand at the door and do this <laughs> to the point where I put like foam padding on it. So at least then it wasn't the wood sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: But yeah, if I our let cat. her in my
1: bedroom, then she'd do that on the window.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our cat Vader puts his paw on. If you won't let him in, he'll sit outside the door and meow yeah. with a very small little meow as well. Um, and he just, he'll sit there, but he'll claw the bottom edge of the door.
2: Oh,
1: Just
0: along the bottom edge, not, not the face of the door, just the underside of the door edge.
1: Yeah. Which, the Yeah.
0: Like, and end up throwing a slipper at the door just to get him to go away. But you know, because <laughs> otherwise, if you let him in the bed, then he wants to you know, like crawl around your head and you know, yeah, meow yeah. at you. Yeah. I call my I call him my dog cat because he meow barks at me until I pay attention to him.
2: So. <laughs> I'm really,
1: surprised that we've been talking about cats this long and I don't hear Ernie yet. Usually he knows um, we're talking
0: about him. Yeah, but you can say his name two more times like Beetlejuice. He'll come around. <laughs> that is so. not That is definitely right. not So, uh, Jen, you've been a regular on the on the the, the, the con circuits for, for quite a while. Um you know, over the last few years. Obviously with uh the pandemic, you took a break and you know, there was a, some shows that were, were not uh, not done for safety reasons and other things. Um, but with, we mentioned before, there's about 700, 400, not 700, 475 some odd listings on IMDb of characters that you have performed. So it made me wonder two things about when you go to these, these cons and the people that come to talk to you. It made me wonder, number one, what's the most common question that you get asked in person? Hmm. And number two, what characters are is the most common that people want to talk to you about?
2: I would say Commander Shepard is right up there in terms of what people want to talk about. They want to talk about Ash from Overwatch. Um, And there's a whole variety of other things. Like, I never know what, you know, deciding what pictures to take is a thing, right? I pick a few And I'll pick like Mortal Kombat or Knights of the Old Republic or because in Mm -hmm. that one, I am my own grandma. So I have that picture. Um, And I (laughs) (laughs) get Satil Sean and Bastila, Sean. And um, what people want to talk about the most is quite often what they ask me the most is what's your favorite character and how do I get into voice acting? And so now I just go go to acting.skillshub.life. We're making a little path for you. Follow that. There you and, go. And here's my favorite character. Don't make me pick. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, when you have
1: 475 different yeah. acting roles, it's hard to pick a favorite.
2: It's right? the one I can remember. <laughs> or my next one, as Rob Paulson says, it's my next it, one.
1: That <laughs> is Rob Paulson, yeah, that, that is Rob Paulson's
0: answer. Yes. That answer, yeah. That's a great answer, honestly, because you know it tells me that that uh, you, like Rob, are still hungry to continue to do the work you're doing, and you're oh, looking really? forward to your next project.
2: Oh my God, it's such great work.
0: It's such which, great work. Which gets me excited because then I'm, I know that I have something else cool to listen to. So
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So having done so many cartoon roles, <laughs> animated roles, you actually said in a previous interview that you weren't allowed to watch cartoons growing up.
2: No, I was not. Mm-mm.
1: Which is fascinating to me. Um, but that made me wonder how you got into voiceover work. And <laughs> do you prefer the games versus the shows? And what
2: was the reasoning behind not being able to watch cartoons? Oh, you know, I mean, to figure out my mother's reasoning on much of anything was a, uh, was a fascinating journey. You know,
0: <laughs> I don't know. That might be a whole other show. It is a whole other show.
2: <laughs> um, you know, I.
1: Moms are complicated
2: creatures. My, I got a suit. I went in for the extra complicated one. Um, so, <laughs> what happened for me is I had been doing. I fell into voice acting because my mom in her complication always wanted me to excel at any given thing, but she also had a moment of clarity, I think, that I greatly appreciate. Well, I don't know where it came from, I don't care. I ended up auditioning for a fine arts high school and going to a fine arts high school. I I prepared my audition by memorizing it the night before when I was in the the car in the parking lot of a bar because my mom was catching up with some friends and we'd just come back, moved back to that town. And so I sat in the car and memorized my monologue for my audition the next day for the fine arts, the Alabama School of Fine Arts. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I I hope I remember it. (laughs) And ironically, the audition was um, I got in by the skin of my teeth, like on probation. Like, we think you might have talent, but we can't tell. This was kind of a train wreck, you know, and uh, the audition was from the skin of our teeth. (laughs) So. I got into that school and then I, you know, you meet a creative community and my boyfriend's mom at the time did a lot of voice acting and she introduced me to um, a video production house where I ended up working and next door was an audio studio and they asked me to come over and do a valley girl cause I could do a valley girl. I was like, oh my God, and I loved it. And, um, and she not really fast like me. And so that was, I was blown away that they paid me, I forget 30 or 35 bucks for this. So I bugged Greg and Courtney. From Batwell Studios to be my mentors. I didn't pay them like you can on Skills Hub. I was rude and just bugged them, and <laughs> I would try to pay them. They wouldn't let me, and I I would just actually I would pay them because I'd hire them to do my demo over and over. which is where I found out doing a demo early is a colossal waste of time and money. I redid that thing every couple months because my learning curve was so steep in the beginning, and I was just too embarrassed by it. Like six weeks later, like oh no, and then I went around and cold called ad agencies. So I I got. To build business. I was still in, I think high school or just beginning university at this point. And I got the um, decent amount of business and I worked hard to figure it all out. And then I moved to LA. So I'd been doing tons and tons of work and I was doing on camera commercials and I went to Atlanta and I auditioned for a film and I got that and then I got another one and another one. So that prompted me to move to LA. And I spent, I think two years struggling to make ends meet on working a couple times a year in film and TV. And I thought, I'm just going to make a voice acting tape, just voice. I didn't even call it voice acting. I'm just going to make a voiceover tape just to make some money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I made the tape, but I had so much experience. And this is a great hack. I had so much experience because I'd come from a really small market where I worked a ton and I really honed my craft. And I also asked, I took that shortcut. Tell me what you know. I'll pay you for what you know. And in Atlanta, where I worked a lot, there were places where you could do that. Birmingham, Mm -hmm. where I actually resided weren't that many. But. I would pay for expertise so i could skip in line essentially sure. line of life and um so i get to la and i go in to do my demo and cindy acres who cut my demo for me at voice Trucks west she was like you know how to do this and i was like hope so and she she picked up the phone and called cynthia mclean at sbv where i still am today that was 1993 and i that was in september and in october charles from sbv was apparently in the shower and had the stroke of of uh genius, I'm going to call it cuz I'm grateful for it, that I should go in on the callbacks for this new cartoon series that was casting, which was uh um where on earth is Carmen San Diego. So I was like, okay, I'll go. Oh my god, I have an audition. I have an audition. And I went and I had no idea what to do cuz I'd never mm-hmm. watched cartoons. And I was like, I just dropped everything and just went with my gut and committed a million percent. Awesome. And I I booked it and then I had no idea what I was doing. So I jumped into every class I could possibly find to figure it out. I was like, oh my God, they want me to do three voices this week. And I'm just me, me younger and a Valley girl. I don't know what to do. So,
1: (laughs) but you got it. And you were Ivy and Ivy's the greatest.
2: Ivy is the greatest. I was certain I was going to be fired because I actually ended up with a really gnarly case of the flu and the shingles the week before. And I, it was actually the, day before I was really sick and I I went or just congested and I went to the pharmacy and I grabbed everything I could find that would decongest me but not make you know I I didn't know what to get and I dumped it on the counter to the pharmacist and I was like I I, I, I have this job and I I can't be sleepy and I can't be congested and I can't what do I do what do I do but I have to sleep the night before because I have to be alert and he was like okay slow your roll crazy pants um (laughs) tonight take this one tomorrow and I was like thank you so I go to the session and uh, and it all was I like I get everything cleared out the way I needed to. And I don't take stuff very often, but I was like, I'm taking it today. And uh, then what we were doing, a, a scene where we fall in the water and we're coughing and sputtering water. And Marsha comes on the director. She goes, that was too phlegmy. Let's go again. And I'm like, you're going to fire me because I have phlegm. You
0: know?
2: <laughs> every time I went into that pharmacy for years, I would go. And that pharmacist was there. I would go, "Hey, you! Thank you so much. I have this really great career now, and it's you so helped me. And I don't know if I'd have it if you hadn't helped me." He's like, "Okay, crazy. Okay,
1: I'm sure. <laughs> you have this career." <laughs> Why
0: does he keep ducking behind the counter when I walk in?
2: <laughs> Why is he afraid of me? <laughs> oh, Ivy was my favorite, though. Like she was awesome, and that that was a hilarious experience in a way because. We were one of the first cartoons to meet all the educational TV requirements that aired on a regular network because at the time, you know, we aired on Fox. This this is back in the olden times, kids. And, um, and so every, we had a completely um, balanced, gender balanced, regular series cast, two men, mm-hmm. two women. Every week we would have an ethnically mixed, a beautifully ethnically balanced cast like in 1993 and four. Before it, long before the times. So I was like, this industry is incredible. I love this. This is beautiful. <laughs> and then my next show was a thing called Skeleton Warriors. And there were like 10 men and two women. And the women were scantily clad and had like two lines an episode. It was just such a different experience. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: So our Facebook group has over 200,000 members, I think it is. Nice. 200, 201 right now tonal nice. and it is literally just filled with memes of this mixed with this everything to do with science funny science fiction yeah. and so what two characters of yours that you have done would you like to see come together to either work together or to fight against each other
2: oh my what a gr- oh my god princess morbucks and commander shepherd Ooh, that was quick. paragon shepherd and Princess Princess more or Cinderella and Princess more bugs. Yeah,
0: Ooh. yeah, all right, excellent.
2: What about you? <laughs> Anyone have suggestions how to improve upon that <laughs> realization?
0: Uh, well, mine was going to be Star Wars related, so yeah. uh, there's that, Surprise. actually, I know, right? Uh, honestly, would have <laughs> been Ala Sakura and uh, Jean Grey for me because those are two of my favorites.
2: <gasps> oh, I love that. I love that.
0: Because Jean Grey's power set is the closest to anything even resembling something Jedi-ish.
2: That's true. So That's true. That's true. In, in my opinion, know- they'd,
3: they'd work pretty well together. Similar yeah. temperaments. I think your character, uh, Azita, would be good from Three Below. Yes. Mixed with somebody. I don't know who. Cash.
2: <laughs> who could we mix Azita with? Somebody super impulsive with very little self-control. That's why I always go to bucks she's got no Mm self-control yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah i'd have to i'd have to look over the list
1: (laughs) it'll take you a while to scroll through it
0: yeah my (laughs) finger's gonna cramp up trying to go down the the list on my ipad (laughs) all right so
3: if you hit Control f you can just type in what you want and they'll jump to it
1: he's too old (laughs) to know those tricks
3: (laughs) anyway nick
0: All right. So Jennifer, we're at a a stage (laughs) in the show where we, (laughs) I know, right. I'm ignoring you at the moment. Uh, usually it's you. Uh, but Jennifer, we're at a stage of the show where we like to take our guests through a little bit of a quiz. All right. right. And I I have entitled this quiz. What the hail? Uh, because (laughs) that's what I said half the time as I was going through your list, I was like, Oh, she was in that. What the hail? Then it got funny to me. And I just kept saying it so this is what the <laughs> hell
2: i am not going to tell my son that phrase whatsoever i would never get rid of it, it would be <laughs> ubiquitous in my home
0: <laughs> all right but this is a, a five question quiz and it's all about uh video games that you have been a part of okay <laughs> okay so i might
2: flunk it just so you know
0: <laughs> it's it's entirely a possibility but it, it's the release year of the game oh okay? god All right. But it is multiple choice. You get We'll we'll give you a video game title and three possible years, and you get to pick one of the three. Okay. Okay? I would
2: short me on this one because I don't think I'm going to (laughs) win.
0: Okay. If, however, so here's the thing. If you do get three out of the five questions correct, we do, we would like to send you this, I send you this, I gave to the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund coffee mug. Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, If you get four questions correct, I'm going, we're going to send you that coffee mug, along with this book, which is Custodians of the Cosmos, which is written by Drayton Allen, our group founder, uh, which is where we get the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund reference from, which is all about uh, the books about a young man who wanted to join something like Starfleet, but for uh, litigious reasons, not Starfleet, and uh, didn't quite make it. And so he rejoins as a custodian to boldly clean up after those who boldly just went. And so, (laughs) however... If you do fail, as, as you seem to think that you might, we do have a, what we call a fun sequence.
2: Okay, okay.
0: We take your picture, we make a meme out of you, and we put you in our group.
2: <laughs> in, in. So yes. I win either way,
0: is what you're saying. Yes, well, that's the <laughs> no, way I yeah. look at it. It's a win <laughs> either way. Okay. But you're in, good, you're in good company if you do fail. We've, uh, we've had, uh, let's see, Dan Pauvin-Meyer was our, our very first, yeah. not a very first failure, but uh, our, our, our winner, depending how that's you wanna look at game. it. um but uh we had uh frank duran from the uh the warp shelf podcast we've had uh dan povenmeyer uh amber Amber, uh hollinger tornquist if you know her she's also uh been one of our meme recipients Mm -hmm. and a few others so there's there's only a handful
2: so i'm in good company
0: you're in good company yeah lucid group (laughs) yes it's it's always
2: a very tasteful meme i call it the face plant club Mm
0: -hmm. there you go you
3: might need to steal that go (laughs) go The All fake. right. All right, take us out Nick. Question 1. X2 Wolverine's Revenge. Was that 1999,
2: 2003
3: or 2007? I'm going to go 2003.
2: You're correct. Woo! Very good. Woo-hoo! I love the
1: instant panic in your eyes though as you start saying it with the like, uh... <laughs> Mm -hmm. i'd also
0: like to point out that all all five of these games that are listed here are all five games that i've played Mm
1: -hmm. that's also
0: why they're on the list because they're ones that that i was like oh man she was in that what the hell what the hell what the (laughs) hell she's in that one so anyway okay continue on
1: number two lord of the rings fellowship of the rings was that 2002 2010 or
2: 2015. thinking Hold on. It would have been there. It would have been there. How many guests? 10?
1: No, it was 2002.
2: Oh, God. Really?
0: Yeah. That was for the original Xbox. So wow. Yeah.
2: Time is on the All fast track. Right. Okay. One and one. Okay.
3: Siphon. Oh, I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Siphon filter. Mm-hmm. The Omega strain. Mm-hmm. Was it 1998? 2014, or 2004? 2004. I'm going 98. It's 2004.
0: Oh. Wow. The original Siphon Filter came out in
3: 1998.
1: <sighs> <laughs> First hit. Yep. Okay. Number four. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Was that 2000? 2004? Or
2: 2010? 2004.
1: That Very is good.
0: Woo! All right, two and two. Here's for oh, the Oh, here one. we
2: go.
3: Overwatch. Was that 2010, 2016, or 2020?
2: Hold on. Where was I? What was I doing? No, because I got to do... Okay, 2016.
3: You are correct. Yes. Very
2: good.
0: <laughs> so you have escaped meme land you are no you will not be a member of the faceplant club but you will get sent this this awfully dapper little coffee mug this Thank is I you. You the red shirt widows and orphans fun and has our logo on the backside.
1: Yay! yeah when you're when you're staring off into space thinking i'm like oh man if she does go into the meme we need to do the like the loading buffer screen thing over
2: her
0: head. <laughs> either that or have her hold up her hands and like like she's counting on her fingers but either way it would have been great <laughs> <laughs>
2: but i do
1: that too with me somebody will ask me well what year did you and i'm like um Mm -hmm. i was was that pre-marriage or post-marriage oh yeah yeah uh, like pre baby (laughs) post baby and for me post baby is just a blur yeah
2: because we don't um it takes a couple sometimes a year or two to put these things out after we do our part right we never know you know
0: all right yeah yeah, I kind of figured it. that when I was putting the quiz together. I'm like, well, this could be a crapshoot. We'll see how it goes.
2: It's a good one. I like that
0: quiz. I it's like it. Well, thank didn't you. Do
1: anything, it's a good thing you didn't do anything Skyrim related in the quiz, because who knows? Who well, knows so- when Bethesda is going to get you
2: anything? <laughs> not bitter.
1: Not,
0: not bitter at all.
2: No, no, not at all. No.
3: Well, Jennifer. Yes, Nick. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Where can people go to find out more about you, what you're doing, as well as your website that you've launched.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Um, let's see. I am on Twitter at J Hale tweets on Instagram. I am at J Hale Graham on Facebook. I think I'm official Jennifer Hale. Um, the site is is acting skills hub dot life. If you just go to skills dot life, you'll just pop into the actor portal there. I'm in there a lot. I'm in there every week, like checking in on the forum, interacting with people that kind of thing. You can find me there. My website is jennifer at jenniferhale.com. My music is released under my name, Jennifer Hale, uh, on all the music platforms and stuff. Um, yeah, that's my update.
3: Is that skills with a Z or an no, S? No. S- okay. I'm going to
2: try to get my camera. Hold on. I'm going to see if I get my camera to obey. Will you obey? Skills Hub. Oh man, it's not focusing very well, but there's an S in there. Skills Hub. S-K-I-L-L-S, it's not Spells Hub, no, skillshub.life, it's .life, not .com.
1: Excellent.
2: Thanks, you guys.
1: All of that in our description so that our viewers and our listeners can find you. Awesome. And now I feel bad that we didn't even ask you about your music.
2: Oh, no, I have a couple songs out. I have two songs out right now I'm getting ready to do. I've got three more in the hopper to put together. It's just a matter of they're in here, like driving me crazy. They won't stop playing. And then they'll actualize them. But the two I have out right now are Never and Sea of Stars, which was written for uh, Christopher Paolini commissioned it for his book
0: To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. Okay, Okay. cool. All right. We'll we'll make sure we get links for all those in there so that people can check it out. And then we also want to remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to ensure that we get more great guests like Jennifer Hale here to come on and, and share some funny stories with us and give us all a good reason to laugh so please subscribe it helps us more than we can ever really state and of course please check out uh, all of jennifer's work you'll find it down below here in the show notes now if for whatever reason you are not happy with the content of today's show please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department that of course is the jedi master ayla sakura now ayla will process your complaint with the help of clone commander Bly in a timely fashion Obviously, in accordance with Jedi beliefs. However, if your complaint aligns with the dark side of the Force, we are not responsible for how Ayla and Bly dispatch you, your complaint, or the uh, whoever the offending party happens to be.
2: Well, think before you speak.
0: There it is. Now my day is made. We can be, we can be done. <laughs> well, thanks again.
2: Thanks, Nick. Thanks, you guys, Kathleen, Tim. Thank, thank you thank so you. much. This was a blast. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, guys, that's going to
3: conclude us today for Funny Science Fiction. Thanks for listening.
0: Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
3: Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Redshirt Crewman Number Seventy Six. He'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins Aja and Krell in defending Arcadia, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope, because the Redshirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of his troll hunter armor.
1: And speaking of sponsors and show partners, check out this short video from our good friends over at Level Up Lightsabers. information about Level Up Lightsabers and their online training sessions can be found in the episode description below.
0: On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Copyright 2020 by Drayton Allen. Virtual music by Jordan Michaels. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of or by Funny Science Fiction or its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at draytonallen at draytonallen.com.